Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Don't ask a savage a savage question <laughs> and not expect a savage answer. Diana Rossini will cut you with words. You won't even know that you're bleeding out until you look down and you just got adjectives and conjunctions just pouring out of you. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. She's Chris Budden down in Dallas. I'm Randy Scott here in Bristol, Connecticut. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, 888-SAY-ESPN is a phone number, 888-729-3776. And we've been talking about quarterbacks uh, throughout the day. It's been a nice football, really a, a nice football uh, a b- buffet for us here on the show because it's either Kyler Murray or it's DK Metcalf getting paid or it's what do you do with Debo Samuel or where, where should Jimmy Garoppolo go and and we, one thing that we didn't talk about with Jimmy Garoppolo is who Vegas has as the favorite to land him and that's the New York, New York Giants which seems really out of nowhere, but there's somebody knows something because Vegas doesn't usually miss on things like that. But well, d- there's Daniel Jones, and then they didn't sign him to this is last year, and he's Daniel Jones. So yeah, yeah, okay. So similarly, Savage Chris Budden uh, at Twitter, <laughs> uh, it's at Chris Budden, uh, Chris with a K, Budden like sudden. Uh, yeah, no, you're right, you're right, and I'm, and I'm not trying to drag Jimmy Garoppolo here to the top of the show because. Uh, for a couple hours now, we've been talking about Kyler Murray and that independent study clause that was written into his contract. And it was Patrick Mahomes uh, who brought this up because there's a discussion about Lamar Jackson as well and how some people within NFL circles uh, who will hide behind a, a cloak of uh, anonymity and, and say things about Lamar Jackson like he could win 12 MVP awards and I still wouldn't consider him a quarterback. I consider him a football player. Well, let's welcome in a Hall of Fame quarterback and a nine-time Pro Bowler and your 1990 NFL Offensive Player of the Year. Warren Moon is with us on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And uh, Warren, there's a lot that what Patrick Mahomes said that I, I think uh, would certainly resonate with those who played the position, but he said, quite frankly, that himself and Lamar and Kyler Murray are viewed differently because they are black and that there is a higher bar here to try to quote unquote prove yourself as an NFL quarterback and get accepted into that into that uh, into that room here and whether it's Kyler Murray or, or it is Lamar or, or it is Patrick Mahomes how does some of what Patrick had to say how does that sit with someone who played that position at a high level such as yourself well it's something that you are always concerned about and it's something that you always have to deal with and, and, and you feel like some of the success that um African-American quarterbacks have had over the, the, the course of years, whether it's Doug Williams winning the Super Bowl or success that I had or Randall Cunningham, and I can go on and on and on as far as up through the years of, of uh, success that African-Americans have had at that position, you would think a lot of that would be quieted by now. But there's still a lot of people that, that still think a different way, and uh, they think you have to be in a certain box in order to be um, considered one of the best. So because Lamar Jackson isn't a a classic pocket passer, uh, in a lot of people's eyes, you know, he'll never be a a top-tier quarterback, which is ridiculous. But the the bottom line about playing quarterback is you do whatever your team asks you to do as far as the offense that you're asked to run. You do it to the best of your ability, and you win football games. And that's exactly what he's done since he's been in the league. Why somebody would come out and criticize that, 
I, I really don't understand. They, they must have another agenda. What does it take to change the narrative? Is it Patrick Mahomes going out and winning multiple Super Bowls before we sit here and have a different conversation than we're having right now? Well, we've already had African-Americans win Super Bowls. We're not going to win it every year, but we will win it every now and then. And that, and that should be enough to, to, to quiet all that talk. Uh, you look at um, Lamar Jackson. He's been an MVP in this league already, the youngest ever, 23 years old. And he'll probably win another one or two before he's done if he stays healthy. Uh, Tyler Murray is off to a great start in his, his young career. He's only three years into the league. He's 24 years old. He's got another 10, 15 years to play in this league, and he hasn't even hit his prime yet, but but he's also being criticized. So it really boggles my mind that people still think this way, uh, and we're in you know 2022, that an African-American quarterback cannot play quarterback in the NFL at a very high level. We've had so many of them do it, mm-hmm. and these guys are continuing to do it, and they're still being criticized. It just it, 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 It's pathetic. What we're seeing now is we're talking with Hall of Famer Warren Moon on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, and I'm I'm trying not to uh, not not to improperly equate your time in Canada, Warren. But you you could have played in the NFL coming out of college, certainly, but it would have been a low round. It would have been a, or rather a high round, however you want to look at it. So you go to Canada, absolutely put up video game numbers for six years, and then you come in to the National Football League. And yeah, there's a, there's a bidding war for you when you come in, but. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know that, that you think about it anymore, and hopefully you don't. But the, it cost you money. It had to cost you money. And now, if we're viewing young African American quarterbacks as football players and not quarterbacks, that mindset across the league costs these young men money. And that money's only gotten higher since you retired. There's a real financial impact, is what I'm trying to say. So we really. I don't know if you if you sit there and you watch it from from your standpoint, Warren. Like you have to look at it and say this is costing these guys tens of millions of dollars. Well, the thing that you're um you're pleased with it. These guys are being paid very, very well right now. That's one thing you can say. You know, Kyler just got a $230 million contract. 160 of that is guaranteed. You look at Dak Prescott, you look at Russell Wilson, you look at Patrick Mahomes, who got almost a half a billion dollars. So the, the amount of money that these guys are going to be paid is not the problem right now because that's what the, that's what the position dictates. So you're going to get what, if you're a top quarterback, you're going to get what the top dollar is. Okay. It's the way they're being still judged by people in the media, by people um, in scouting, by people in in, in organizations of, of management. That's the thing that still bothers me. You're giving a kid $230 million and you're still criticizing him for his work ethic. I, I just don't understand it. I just don't get it. It doesn't even make sense. Why would you give somebody that type of money mm-hmm. if you don't think he has a great work ethic? So... The things just don't jive. But, again, these guys are going to be paid well, and they are. They're going to be endorsed well, they are. Uh, They're high profile. But there are still a lot of people out here in this society that still look down on African-American quarterbacks and and feel like we have to do a little bit more to be judged with the rest. Lamar Jackson will get his money, whether it comes before the start of the season or after – he doesn't have an agent. If you're in his ear, would you tell him to play this season? You know, I understand what Lamar is doing, I think. I think he's waiting to see what the rest of these guys are going to get, the Joe Burrows and the and the uh, 
the, the Herberts and, and those guys before they signed because he's done more than them, basically, except for going to a Super Bowl. Um, like Joe Burrow, he's won an MVP trophy. He's been to the Pro Bowl a couple of times. And he deserves as much or more money than those guys if, if they end up signing their contract. So he might be waiting to see what they get, and then he can go even higher if he waits. The only risk he's taken is the way he plays the game. He has a more higher uh, – the faster you get hurt. And that's the only thing that bothers me that is if he gets a major injury, uh, that could really derail what he's trying to do. But other than that, uh, there's no hurry for him to sign. He's happy with playing for $23 million this year and waiting to see what he can – get after this season is over. I don't think he cares if he signs now or if he signs after the year. He's kind of betting on himself. We're talking with Warren Moon, Hall of Fame quarterback, nine times a Pro Bowler, uh, here with us on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. And somebody's going to play for $24 million on average uh, per season is DK Metcalf. And it's just a three-year deal, though, Warren. And, and, I, and I bring that up because the quarterback position there in Seattle, a city and a team that you're familiar with, it's you know untenable or at least uh, uh, up in the air a little bit, and the options are, are a little bit of a drop off from Russell Wilson. That having been said, with the price tag and the talent for DK here entering his prime, what pressure might there be on Seattle to solidify the quarterback spot, try to maximize what they're getting out of DK Metcalf? Well, DK is still a young player. I think he's only what twenty four years old. Yeah. Um, so he, he's got a lot of years left to play this game. Uh, and I think him signing a three-year deal is good for him because he'll be able to go back to the bank in three years, and who knows what the uh, wide receiver salaries would be at that time. So I think it's always smart for any player to sign not too long a deal because you don't want to get too far away from, from what the average salaries are. If you, if you start signing five- and six-year deals, the way these salaries are going up, you're going um, you, to be you know, behind the eight ball by the time – these contracts come up. So I think it's smart for him to get a three-year deal. He's getting a lot of money up front, and uh, he'll be able to go back and and get another bag again in in three more years. The Seahawks are an organization. They're they're always looking for excellence. So they're going to do something with that quarterback position. I don't know if if either one of the guys they have there now is their their long-term plan, but there's about five or six quarterbacks that are going to come out in the first round next year, and I'm sure they'll be up for one of them if uh, things don't go right this year with their with their team. But I think Pete Carroll wants to go back to his old style of playing football, of playing great defense, running the football, and having the quarterback manage the game, kind of what they did Russell's first couple of years in Seattle. And they went to a couple of Super Bowls doing that, so I think they want to get back to that. They sure did, and there's nothing wrong with uh, with rewarding your homegrown talent there, a guy that they drafted so late uh, in 2019 in DK Metcalf. Warren Moon, Hall of Famer, nine times a Pro Bowler. Thank you so much for the time on a Friday, and enjoy your weekend. Okay, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, uh, Chris, we just got to talk to Warren Moon. How cool is that? <laughs> I, was just, I was like, did that just happen? Like, I remember dialing up the, the <laughs> passing routes in Tecmo Bowl, man. Tecmo <laughs> Super Bowl. We'd talk to Warren Moon about that. And I, listen, he literally, literally wrote the book on this. Okay, the book is Never yeah. Give Up on Your Dreams, My Journey. 
and he details some of the stories of flat out to his face and behind his back these insinuations that he was not smart enough to play a position that he eventually did at a Hall of Fame level uh, in the National Football League. Um, all right, so we're going to switch gears to college football. There are some divisive words from the commissioner of the Pac-12 at their media days today. We're going to hear what he had to say next. Chris Budden, Randy Scott, in for the guys. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Man, there's a, there's one person in sports that I don't know I would I would change my job with him today. I'll, I don't know. I don't know that I would. We'll get to that in just a second. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, a reminder, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. She's Chris Budden. She's down in Dallas, uh, where Big 12 Media Days were held. I guess it was Arlington uh, mm-hmm. earlier uh, this month. And the Big 12 is very much on the mind of the Pac-12 right now. Uh, and that leads us to the guy whose job I, I wouldn't want at the moment, and that's George Klikoff. Uh Did I say that? Kl- Kl- yeah, nailed it. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. A little thumbs up. Um, he was... V- a- relatable he was transparent he was honest a lot of times you go to these media days and you've probably covered more of them than i have chris but like you get the boilerplate like oh we like our chances we like our conference and our student athletes this and we're committed to in the classroom and okay this gloves are off this off season in college Mm -hmm. in college football to be sure after what after what the Big Ten did to go ahead and, 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 and arrange USC and UCLA to go to them, and now the Pac-12 has to reel, and the Big 12 is open for business, and so on and so forth. Let's listen to Klyavkov. This is this is George Klyavkov, the Pac-12 commissioner at Pac-12 Media Days today. He's talking about being bullish on the Pac-12's future. Fine. But here's what he had to say about the Big 12. I've been spending four weeks trying to defend against grenades that have been lobbed in from every corner of the Big 12, trying to destabilize our remaining conference. And I understand why they're doing it. When you look at the relative media value between the two conferences, I get it. I get why they're scared. I get why they're trying to destabilize us. But I was just tired of that. Yeah, that's probably not the most collegial thing I've ever said. All right, so it was Brett Yormark of the Big 12 who said it that the Big 12 is open for business. And uh, Klevkov said, I, I appreciate that. We haven't decided if we're going shopping there or not. Hmm. Hmm. Pretty pointed. 
It's an interesting to say that the Big 12 is scared when the Pac-12 is the one that just lost its two biggest brands and are trying to rush a TV deal to entice the rest of their schools to stay there. It's the schools that are contacting the Big 12 saying, hey, is this a potential opportunity for us? Also, let's let's rewind because it's incredible the power dynamic shift that has happened in the last year. Yes, last year when Texas and OU decided to part the Big 12 for the SEC. The Big 12 was, oh no, what are we going to do? Goes to the Pac-12 and says, you know, like, can we somehow create an alliance between us, maybe a super conference to make us strong? This is in best both interests. Pac-12 is like, I don't need you. We got an alliance. Kind of Mm -hmm. alliance with the Big Ten, the ACC, we're good. And then what plays out is like a scene from You know, orange is the new black where, you know, you make friends and then one of them shivs you in the back and then, you know, one of them is left and the other one stole the rest of the gang, which is pretty much what the Big Ten went when they went and got USC and UCLA. And I understand that's a very extreme way of looking at it, but you had this handshake alliance deal. You thought you were all good and now you're without your two biggest brands and now you're sitting here saying what should I do? Oh, and you want to sit there and expand the playoff? That's interesting because you and your alliance voted not to expand the playoff because you didn't like the deal that would be set up with a TV deal. You wanted to wait longer until you thought Fox could get brought to the table. And now here you are. You wouldn't be in this situation if you had agreed to playoff expansion and you would have had an automatic bid into the playoff. Well, okay. These are the comments. and That's a great way to bring it in there, Chris, because it really is an about face. It really is a change uh, from previous Pac-12 positioning with regard to the college football playoff. Uh, I'm, this is a quote. I'm really confident that we're going to expand the college football playoff. Klyovkov telling ESPN. It actually wouldn't surprise me once we agree on the format if it happens before the end of the current term, which it follows the 2025 season. It's not that far away. He says, once you agree to the format, why wouldn't you? Well, agreeing to the format has been the issue. Getting all the co- getting <laughs> yeah. conferences on board has been the issue, and it's amazing how your tone changes, and justifiably so here, because I get it. He's looking out for the Pac-12 in the best interest of the Pac-12, but it is amazing how your tone changes once mm-hmm. there's a threat that's already broken into your house. Also, it doesn't look real good. You know who wasn't at Pac-12 media days? The athletic director for Oregon. We're, and the athletic director for Washington. Really? The two biggest brands still left in the conference. Well, not saying that it means anything, not reading into anything. Probably they didn't want a bazillion and a half questions. I understand you have to come off bold. I mean, Brett Yormark certainly did when he took the stage two weeks ago. Just very bold statements to give in a very brash way of targeting other conferences. I get it. You're like, you got stabbed in the back. Your feelings are hurt. Kevin Warren still hasn't even called you. But at the end of the day, like this is what it is. You got into that deal with the alliance, and now your conference is the one trying to get picked at because you're the, currently the weakest link in the Power Five. I believe that he his opening remarks, and this is a tale as old as time, because, yeah, we're talking about the Big 12, and are we going shopping there, and the Big 12 might be open for business, but this was the opening remark. I believe we have collectively lost sight of the student-athlete. We need to recalibrate. No kidding. It's Chris Budden and Randy Scott, and for the guys, a reminder, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Protect the stuff you love with renter's insurance. Visit Progressive.com. I wonder if you can insure not one but two Chihuahuas. Maybe who would need 
who would need such a thing there, Chris Budden. Uh, the Notre Dame head coach, head football coach, had some thoughts about if his program uh, should move to a conference after decades of noted independence for the Irish. We're going to hear from Marcus Freeman. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We've been talking so much about college football, something Chris Budden knows very well. She's on the sideline for, what, how many weeks? 14 weeks, 15 weeks in the fall? Yeah, 14 weeks plus bowl season, and there's a there's a good amount of bowl games here in the Dallas Metroplex. There so are. About a bunch of them, yeah. Is it still the <laughs> Cheez-It Bowl there? Do they still roll out the Cheez-It Bowl? No, so the Cheez-It Bowl moved from Arizona, and it was most recently in Florida, and now I don't know where it is. We've got the Frisco Bowl with a smoothie Frisco Bowl. Yeah, yeah. We got there, yeah. That was relocated from San Fran. That's the, not a lot of people. <laughs> not a lot of people talk about that. <laughs> She's Chris I Budden. actually live in the Frisco. In the, Fris- the Frisco, Texas. The Frisco, yeah. Texas. All right, all right. Yes. Uh, I'm Randy Scott in the Bristol here uh, in Connecticut. Eight eight eight. Say ESPN's the phone number. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. And we've been talking about college football, and uh, we've talked about you know the the just grand theft auto landscape of college football here in the off season, where understandably George Kliakov is very you know he's as pointed as you're going to get a commissioner of a major you know of a power five conference uh, to be about you know how the Pac-12 has been pilfered and how you know USC and UCLA like here was one of the questions was would you still root for USC and UCLA to make the college football playoff knowing that they're leaving that's a phenomenal question if you know you're going to get a divorce do you want your you know future ex to succeed in blah 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 whatever it is and that's that's where we are with college football right now uh, and Notre Dame meanwhile just sort of surfs and skates and slides and dodges some of these comp you know these uh, this drama and some of these questions and however it is because they are independent they remain independent in football. They were able to latch on to the ACC for for a season during the the, the COVID-2020 season, but beyond that, they've gone back to their roots, and their roots are Irish. Their roots are Notre Dame through and through. That's who they look out for. That's who they root for uh, and who they take care of. And their football coach, Marcus Freeman, came through the car wash. I think he did a phenomenal job. He was on our show yesterday. He was on a lot of shows in the building yesterday. It was kind of a sense of normalcy to have somebody go through the car wash like that on campus, which really hasn't been done much since before the start of the pandemic. And he was on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, and they asked him, what are the advantages, disadvantages of joining a conference for Notre Dame? 
for us, the biggest advantage of not being in a conference is that you get to play this schedule that's coast to coast. You get to play the best teams across the country. You know, every year we have a game um, we call a Shamrock Series game where we go and play an NFL stadium, right? And this year we'll be playing in Las Vegas versus BYU. And But that's who we are. That's that national global brand um, that, that we continue to be and continue to try to maximize. But as you said earlier, Max, is that we have goals to, to continue to – move that needle to, to try to be national champions. And I think our conference, our schedule helps us achieve that goal, but it's the development of this team that's going to help us ultimately achieve that goal. All right, again, that's Marcus Freeman on uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. You can hear more from KJM 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Uh, Chris, the Big Ten has made this decision easy for him because if what he's worried about, if what Coach Freeman says is one of the major advantages is being able to play that coast-to-coast schedule, by adding USC and UCLA... The Big Ten can offer him that. Yeah, but there's been this uh, – you, you talk to people from Notre Dame. It is this this glory to be an independent. And there was a mistake, in my opinion, made by the ACC a couple of years ago uh, during COVID, during the 2020 season, that they allowed Notre Dame to come in, play one season as part of the ACC, and then just get to leave again. Like, they should have held their feet to the fire and say, hey, but, and if you want to do this, you had to play long-term. Because otherwise, Notre Dame wouldn't have had a football season if it wasn't for joining the ACC. Notre Dame wants to stay independent as long as they can. And for a while, the money didn't quite make sense because the the deal that the Big Ten is going to get done is going to be for over a billion dollars eventually when it gets finalized. That is a lot of money split 14 ways. Currently, in the NBC deal that Notre Dame has, it's only $15 million annually. So you think, well, it would be a lot better to join the Big Ten and then get somewhere between 70 and $80 million. Well, now there are reports out that if NBC were to renegotiate with Notre Dame, it would be worth $75 million a year. So I think wow. that Notre Dame stays independent until college football decides to break away from the NCAA and do things on their own. The American Athletic Conference commissioner mentioned it yesterday in his media days. And uh, eventually, I think, will happen. But in order to do that, you would have to say, Notre Dame, if you want to be in our league, then you have to – and you want to play in our playoff, you have to be part of one of these conferences, divisions, whatever we decide to call it. Yeah. And until it gets to that point, if Notre Dame's making $75 million a year, they got their own TV deal they don't share with anyone else, okay. Yeah, yeah, just take it. Take, take it for what it is. It, my, my, uh, I'm trying to think of how to rank these because I don't know that the nationwide schedule is, in fact, the most important factor in Notre Dame keeping its independence. I think you're more in tune there. you got to follow the money is what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. Uh, and you got to follow it to the tune of $75 million to be the only school to receive that money, right, if you're Notre Dame, from, from NBC. I will say this, though. How do you position yourself as the strongest recruiter? Notre Dame has the same issues that Stanford has. Notre Dame has yeah. the same issues that a Duke might have, that other you know private universities have in terms of an academic standard that maybe maybe some other schools might not have. So how do you, whether through NIL, which I feel like is going to go through different iterations, or maybe a revision of it. Uh, that was something George Klyovkov was talking about at Pac-12 Media Days today, that power conferences need to band together and sort of regulate you know, the NIL offerings for student athletes to avoid it getting quote unquote out of control. Fine. 
But if you're if you're Notre Dame, how do you make sure that you can offer what other schools offer? How do you make sure that you can offer them that national stage on a college football playoff landscape that you're com- still competing for a national title as well? They've already won the coolness factor. Go no- look at Notre Dame's Twitter feed and go look at the remake of <laughs> The Hangover. Uh huh. Uh huh. I, listen, we love I love the Golics, and I think the Golics were the high water mark. I think the Golics were the high mo- high water mark in that. I could listen to Mike Golick Jr. What do we call that? Like shriek? <laughs> well, there was that, but he sort of like whimpers when the bag is tossed. He's to doing him. a great Ken Jeong. It is, it, <laughs> yes, and Ken Jeong. Uh, quote tweeted it with a, a, a green heart, you know, to show oh to gosh. show his love. Ken Jong hosted Sports Center here, by the way. Is, is let's let's bring it back. Let's close the loop to back when we had people come through on on car washes. But uh, I, I look at that, and I don't, you know, is it is it a coolness factor if you're going back to a movie that was 12 years ago? I don't know who's that to say. movie is still cool. Uh, absolutely, Marcus Freeman screams coolness. By the way, that's true. You got to be he he screams coolness. I can say this now. Okay, he's your age. Can you imagine being the head football coach at Notre Dame at your age with, you have two kids, he has three times as many kids. Yeah, yeah. He has six kids. His dad didn't even come to the Fiesta Bowl because he wanted to watch in his recliner. He's like, you know what, son, you're not that big of a deal. I'm going to watch where I always watch. Got to keep him grounded. It's a, it's a boss parenting move. It is. Yeah. I think Notre Dame stays independent for quite some time. I'm, I'm with you. I do think, though, that if this was like a doomsday clock, you know the doomsday clock that sort of like will slide dramatically, <laughs> they'll like line up all these TV cameras and show it just sort of sliding dramatically like one minute. I think Notre Dame's move toward joining a conference did sort of slide uh, by just a minute, if only just a minute. We'll go from college to the pros. Gardner Minshew has had an unorthodox off-season training regimen. You will not believe it if you haven't heard it already. It is Chris Budden and Randy Scott in for the guys. Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. One of us, Chris Budden, Randy Scott, in for the guys. One of us is going to go see Garth Brooks. The other's Randy Scott. Well, where are you? Where are you seeing? Is it at? Is it at Jerry's place? It is at Jerry's place. Oh my! Going word. with my best friend. Long story short, had to disinvite my husband because <laughs> well, he doesn't know any Garth Brooks songs, and who wants to go to a Garth Brooks song with someone that doesn't like Garth? He doesn't know that song. He doesn't know the song that we rejoined with. No chance. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> throwing, I'm throwing a flag on the play. You red card for the entire Budden household. Yeah, he knows listen. the song. No, he does not. He, he might know that verse. He might know that the chorus, and that is it. Also, he's more of a the, the concert that I'm also going to in, in four weeks. I sound cool, like I'm, I go to yeah. concerts all the time. You go to really. concerts. Swedish House Mafia. He's, he's dragging me to Swedish House Mafia. That sounds sweaty. Honestly, that sounds that concert. You know what I mean? It sounds. It, it sounds, sounds like I'm gonna have a headache. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> God, yeah, a little bit. So. Um, two very different shows. Yes. Um, but as a, a frequent concert goer, um, for you, as yourself, do you buy into the like newish country? Because Garth country's, you know, nineties country. Mm. Do you buy into this like twenty twenties country? I mean, I'll, I'll get behind some some new stuff. I mean, I'm I I like the Garth Brooks channel since you can't get his stuff on iTunes anymore. But mm-hmm. I'll get you some Chris Stapleton. Is that newish, that's new-ish. enough for you? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's newish. Yeah, I'll, I'll go that route. Where do you stand on the Florida Georgia line? Well, they broke up, didn't they? It still happened. I mean, still, the music's still yeah. there. So do the Beatles. But I like all newish country except the Applebee's song. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. And I asked that because there is a new TikTok no 
I don't know if the algorithm of, I don't know what to say about the algorithm of TikTok. I don't know if it knows me better than I know myself, but it introduced me to a new sort of subgenre of music. And I wish because I also love puns, so I wish that I I have like serious FOMO on this pun situation. There is emo country. Okay, emo like three chords and a, like a Mark Hoppus sort of sounding guy, but with like an undercurrent of like a little bit of a beat and a banjo. It's called Y'alternative. Y'alternative music. Just and let I, that breathe. T- I'm gonna lay, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna just lay out. Uh, there's a song by the by 408, which is kind of an emo, like 30s. If you're 30s and you're still clinging to your emo roots, there's that with this woman named Taylor Acorn, and the song is called. Uh, oh man, what's going on? Backfired. And it, I'm telling you, it's earworm has been stuck in my head. Anyway, Canty and Carlin, the alternative coming up. Field Yates. Okay, so listen, so I, what I'm hearing, reinforcement, we're not having Finley play quarterback. Kinley, what did uh, I say? Finley, that's Nicole Briscoe's daughter. My fault. My, my fault. goodness. Great point, Gary. I appreciate you mentioning love, that. Love. Uh, it is always good having <laughs> it's always good having Mike Clay on. Thanks, Randy. Chris, you guys are the best. And while I do especially love hanging out with Chris on radio, Randy, <laughs> you're not half that up. Field is just saying what we're all thinking. I, I'm better than that. Am I, though? Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. She is Chris Budden in Texas. Chris with a K, Budden like Sudden. Uh, I'm Randy Scott, ESPN. Just two first names, you know? You don't trust that guy. 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number. 888-729-3776. This is the portion of the program, and I've done them enough, <laughs> where we just lay out for the production because it's time for three and out. Sure is, and I love this. I love this catch-all, you know, sort of what didn't we get to during the day? What should we have spent more time on? And we touched on it with the architect of the show. It was uh, Tim McManus. Tim McMahon. Tim McMahon? Mm-hmm. It's McManus. McManus. Man, we were talking Tim McMahon's wedding yesterday with Nick Friedel. Fin- Finley, Kinley, I'm all over the map. But we're, <laughs> we were at Eagles camp where it wasn't a good day for the offense, but it's always a good day to beat Gardner Minshew. Chris, will you tell the people how Gardner Minshew has spent his offseason? He uh, he drove to Florida in a prison bus that he outfitted to basically t- to try and describe this for people on radio. If Jenny from Forrest Gump were to design the inside of a bus, this is what it would look like. Dear God, make me a bird. <laughs> so I can fly far, far, far away. <laughs> Wood paneling. Yep. Some like floral... Mm-hmm. Bright colored sheets. So good. Lava lamp. Lava and a guitar. Lamp. Lava yeah. lamp and a guitar. Well, yeah, a guitar. Candles. She mm-hmm. she was yeah. so mean to Forrest. She was so mean. She saved him from one awkward school bus ride. That's yeah. it. And then ruined he, his life. He found he was going there to to work out with his trainer. He would hook the bus up to the gym's electrical power to power his fridge, his semi-effective air conditioning. And his cooking station. He showered wow. outside in the open. Just just out there, man. With his water supply and his own rinse kit. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, I listen, now have a visual of I, Minshew showering outside. I don't. I, you know, I don't have that visual. But we had Aaron Rodgers in the visual of him going to camp as, as Nick Cage in Con Air. What, what happens to the backpack? 
He just throws the backpack. Have we gotten to that yet? I think there was a luggage cart. I think there was like a cart to mm. take stuff inside. I don't know I'm though. Not maybe a smart it, man. <laughs> maybe it just landed. But we got so we got the Con Air vibe there, and here we have a prison bus, a Florida yeah. prison bus. Like, you know, it's just a, a copycat syndrome around the National cool hand Luke. Football League. Cool Hand Luke is a thing. That's right. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley says that he has ended talks with Liv. The golf series, and he will remain with TNT. As long as he's on TV, it's going to be with TNT for the remainder of his TV career. I'm kind of relieved, Chris. Because yeah. I, yeah. I didn't want it to change how I viewed Charles Barkley. He's fantastic on TV. And yeah. he should stay on TNT. And uh, whether he ended talks or somebody at Turner said, you need to end talks, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that the situation is staying as it is. You just, you Despite guys. whatever money they were going to throw his way. Yeah. I mean, like men and women in this business, you get, if you're lucky enough, you get identified and you become synonymous, you know, with a certain network, a certain place, a certain show. I remember reading this quote once from David Schwimmer about, playing Ross on Friends and he was talking about if in 20 years I'm still known as Ross from Friends and something's gone horribly wrong. No. No. It means something's gone horribly right and you have residual checks that is generational wealth for the Schwimmer clan moving forward. And you're asking yourself, you know, how does that pertain to Charles Barkley? I'm about to answer that question. It's a fair (laughs) question. But Barkley is synonymous on TV with that show on TNT. Inside the... Like, that is... His show, but it's more than that with Live Golf Tour because of how we view where the money comes from. You know, if you're if you if you are willing yeah. to have the cognitive dissonance to say like, all right, no, this money's this, it's capitalism, I'm out to get mine, whatever. Like, it would have changed the way that I viewed Charles Barkley, and I get to continue to be such a big fan of his now. That would have taken a hit, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, all right, this says toss to me, and I have a final story for us to react to. All right, Cam, floor's yours, dude. Yeah. So we were originally going to talk about Quan Alexander. Uh, signing with the Jets and what the Jets' outlook this season is because they've improved quite a lot. But um, the Jags uh, have signed kicker Elliot Fry. They cut Andrew Mevis. And the reason they cut Andrew Mevis is because he wildly missed three field goal attempts during training during training camp warm-ups, including one that hit former Dallas Cowboys head coach uh, Dave Campo. So he missed so many field goals, including hitting someone unintentionally, that he was cut from the team during training camp. So sad day for Andrew Mephis, great day for Elliot Fry, who got signed by the Jags. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, you know, I think if you... you It's one thing to to miss a field goal. It's another thing to endanger those around you. Like where was where was this coach standing on the field? Was he like at least near the goalpost? Was so he Mike Duraco the wrote the story on ESPN.com, and he <laughs> used the, the word line. wildly to describe the misses from Andrew Mevis. So I cannot imagine that Dave Campo was standing anywhere near the uprights. I think they were, these were wildly missed, and he might have been around the twenty yard line. I w- I'm, this is not as good as the previous story that we were going to talk because we were going to talk the Jets. And uh, I, I know that Randy likes a pun, so I was going to yes. tell him that I was just really glad to see Ahmad Gardner back in the number one so that he could be A1 sauce once again. Bada bing. <laughs> he got a roof being raised. You can't see it. Chris, is what you miss when you're in Dallas at the home studio. We were raising the roof for you there. In, in that is why he changed production. his jersey number at Cincinnati, so he could be yeah. A1 sauce. I get, no, I get it. I, I, yeah. I respect it so much. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I hit someone with a golf ball once um, on a golf course. I was teeing off. 
uh, with a three iron. And now listen, this was 1999. He was running. It was um, a course in Northern Virginia where there are like townhouses up against the the golf course, and people would come home from work and just use the cart path as a run trail. So this guy was running with like those bright yellow Walkman uh, headphones on, and just didn't hear me screaming for. And I hit him with like a rising line drive, and I even I was allowed to go back to the golf course. So that's I'm just saying, you know, maybe maybe live maybe, golf will sign you. Maybe there was an overreact. Well, wow. All right. <laughs> Courtney Cronin and Sarah Spain up next on Spain and Fitz. Chris Button, it's been a real pleasure. I'm Randy Scott. It's been a joy. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Enjoy Top Gun Maverick. Yes.